We have a lot of industry firsts. The first ever backpack blower, the world's first handheld blower, the first chainsaw ever to use anti-vibe, the first trimmer engine were the originators of the stick edger. Welcome to the Million Dollar Landscaper Podcast. We're your hosts, Scott and Katie Mulchan, and we make it easy to start working on, not just in your landscaping business. We're a real couple that helped grow our family business to well over a million dollars in revenue. And now we help other landscaping business owners just like you to do the same. Are you ready to build your business? Let's get started. Before we get into today's show, a big thank you to our sponsor, Send Gym. If you want to get the lead you want and turn your current clients into raving fans, then you need to try Send Gym. They've created an exclusive offer just for our listeners. If you sign up today, you can get your first month for just $2. So if you haven't already, go to sendgym.io forward slash MDL, where you can get even more exclusive deals just for Million Dollar Landscaper podcast listeners. That's sendgym.io forward slash MDL and take advantage of these awesome deals today. Alrighty, welcome back everyone to the Million Dollar Landscaper Podcast. Now today, we're gonna to be talking about probably the landscaper's most favorite topic, and that's equipment. We rely on our equipment to help us get our jobs done quicker and more efficiently. And there's probably no one better to talk about equipment than our guest today, Wayne Thompson of Echo. And Echo has been an innovator of a piece of equipment for now for like over 40 years. Welcome, Wayne, thanks for being on the show. Hey, Scott. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate the time and you uh, having me on your show. No, I look forward to this. This is awesome. Um, you mind sharing a little bit of, about yourself and you know how you got started in ECHO? Sure. I spent some time in the military after high school and before college. And then my second job actually out of college, I went to work for a company, which was very exciting as I was pretty much a hands-on person, especially around the yard. I went to work for a company called Echo Incorporated, where I was a product manager developing new products. I since then had joined a few other companies after that six-year stint, that initial stint at Echo. Spent some time with uh, ITW Pasload with cordless framing tools and carpentry tools, and then went on to spend some time at Bosch Power Tools, where I led a number of businesses over there. Ultimately, to come back to Echo, uh, again, as the vice president of marketing and new product development and product management. No, that's awesome. So you've been around equipment pretty much your whole time, your whole career. That's awesome. Pretty much. Also, thank you for your service. We appreciate that. Thank you. You mind uh, sharing a little bit of uh, history about Echo? I think this is awesome. You guys have been doing this for over 40 years now? Actually, in 2022, Scott, we will be celebrating our 50th anniversary in the United States for Echo our parent company, it'll be 72 years. Holy cow. That they've been doing. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. How did Echo come about? So if you have any history of our company at all, our knowledge, we're, a, we're owned by a Japanese parent company, not far out of Tokyo. And it really started after World War II back in 1945 when the biggest issue facing the people uh, I'll call it that, society at the time, was food scarcity, uh, right, after the war. And it was really, Echo at that particular time was a, a different company name, ended up Fioritz Corporation, was looking for ways to eradicate pest control uh, around the rice crops 
to increase the food availability to its society as a whole. And they created a manual duster to fertilize those crops. That's awesome. I didn't realize it went that far back. That's very cool. Yeah. So actually then in 1947, that became a core value of the organization was to give back to the communities wherever they can to help support uh, society as they knew it. That's carried on in our philosophies and core values from our parent company and into our North American business. Nice. Nice. That's awesome. I'm a history geek, so I love hearing that kind of stuff. So very cool. So I know Echo has been, like I said, the innovator in many different products. And like you said, the duster, you know, weren't they like the creator of the first backpack blower and, and other things too? Yeah. So, you know, the manual stre- spreader, which was a hand crank version, which was originally called an ST1. Again, it transmitted dry chemicals to the crops, evolved in back in 1950 to a backpack version of that that was powered by gas, a gas engine. Uh, At that particular time, it wasn't an echo engine, but it was a gas-powered engine. Then in 1955, we moved into producing our own engine development. Echo's first two-stroke engine was born and placed on a backpack mister. So since that time, we have a lot of industry first and a lot of innovation that we've brought to the landscape community, whether it was... The first chainsaw ever to use anti-vibe, which eliminated some of the vibration that transmitted from the saw to the user. Or in the early 70s, we developed the first ever backpack blower, which was called a PV9, which was developed off of a backpack sprayer that we had created uh, and was actually kind of born in the West Coast of the United States. Some people that were playing around with some things and made some changes to an existing product and we identified that we could blow air with it instead of just spreading chemicals. So uh, we created that first backpack blower and then followed it up in 1978 with the world's first handheld blower. Nice. I know in our business, we use your blowers all the time. We actually just bought one the other day, uh, the little handheld, I think it was a 2520, I think it was, we just bought. So, okay. Uh, which is for the small landscape crew. So. <laughs> Echo was also the originator of the first trimmer engine. While it wasn't for an Echo branded product, it happened to actually be for a weed eater product, but the world's first trimmer engine was made by Echo. Wow, that's interesting. And you guys came out with like the bed definers too, or redefiners, wasn't it? Bed definers, we have professional level PAS system where you attach different lower ends to a power head. The shred and back product were the originators of the stick edger uh, in the marketplace. So we have a lot of industry first and a lot of innovation around. Wow. So how does Echo come up with all these products and stuff? Where do they get their information? How do they find out about this or just talking to people? Or Most of it is coming from the field, Scott. We spend a lot of time with users. Uh, our philosophy is that you can't just go around and ask people questions about what they do, but rather have to put their boots on, right? We have to become a part of those crews and experience what they're experiencing and find where some of their pain points are and understand how we can bring back to them in their places. So how do you guys go about doing that? Do you go out to random people or do you have a program or anything? Uh, It's a number of ways, actually. We utilize the UAG members from our existing uh, Echo Means Business program. But for years, we have test centers down in areas of the country uh, where we test our products, where we work with landscape crews. In Florida, we have 
test centers as they have obviously, you know, almost 12 months a year growth and cutting. So we do a lot of interaction with crews to understand what it is that they're looking for. And again, those pain points, and it's important to understand what those pain points are across many different categories, many different applications, and geographically things are different. So it's important for us to really focus on differences across the country. Nice. Now, actually, I was scrolling through your website the other day, and I didn't realize you guys create like fire pumps and stuff too. I didn't, I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. So we have some fire pumps now that we added to the line not long ago, um, which is really to help combat some of those situations where you need water in an instant. Mm-hmm. You can drop that in a pond or a pool or really utilize that for fire. Yeah, that's cool. Because I'm a firefighter, so it's kind of a cool thing to see that you guys are come up with. So that's that's very cool. Okay. Good. And then I know you guys have come out like a, a lot of other things too, like a pump up a water tank basically for like if you're cutting concrete or bricks or whatever, you can have a portable tank. That's a really neat idea. Yep. And our cutoff saw, we have a feature now. We have an accessory as a cart. Uh, and that cart also has accessories for our water pump. So when you're cutting to do water cutting, it keeps the dust down. Dust is a big concern for OSHA and for the environment. So we do our best to try and provide solutions for the, both the user and, and the environment. You guys came out with, what, 20-some products here? Was it last year? 2020, we launched a full-year program of 20 new products. <laughs> uh, it was one of the most exciting years that we've had. To be honest with you, Scott, we've maintained a pretty consistent level of new products since 2017, and we have 84 new products that we've launched since 2017 which I think is kind of unheard of. No, and I know you guys have come out like the red armor type of the additives and, and what oils and gas and stuff. That's pretty cool. Yeah, the, the red armor program has really been a differentiator for us and I think for the user in that it's, it's not designed just to provide best-in-class products, but it also, in a lot of cases, it cleans and protects as well as provides the, the lubricant. Yeah, so it's going to make the equipment run longer and last longer and be better for the environment, correct? Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's awesome, especially more and more things are becoming more greener and greener. Sure. Is that something that Echo is kind of looking into more uh, as far as becoming more green? Well, I think we certainly operate sustainability programs within our facility at Echo. We try and have uh, eliminate all the need for dumping of plastics or anything like that. We reuse everything that we produce goes back into our products. So we really make a point to do that internally. And then of course that extends externally as well. You know, we've been known in the marketplace to combat noise pollution with backpack blower technology, again, on a PV46LN that we developed in the 90s, which was the first of its kind to reduce noise and still maintain that performance and power that uh, you either need to clean the clippings and the leaves and all the other debris that a backpack blower Now, a little bit ago, you mentioned your uh, EMB program. You mind talking about that and let people know what that is and what that entails? Sure. So back in 2016, we really looked at, you know, our brand strategy as well as our product strategy. And we've always been close to the users with regard to developing new products, as I mentioned, being out in the field with them and understanding their needs and requirements. 
And we really felt we needed to do something to give back to the community, not just in the ways of new products and solutions that the end users needed on the job, but also an opportunity to give back to the community in skills and knowledge and a resource center that these small landscapers could utilize tap into to grow and sustain their, their own businesses. Today, 72% of the landscape companies out there have less than 20 employees. 62% have less than 10 employees. And the average landscape company has seven employees. That's amongst the 1.4 million landscapers that are registered companies in the United States. I can only guess that that number is quite significantly higher when it comes to non-registered companies. And if you look around your neighborhood, there's a lot of single-person crews, mow-and-blow people that are doing lawn maintenance across all the neighborhoods across the nation. Those are the people that we're trying to provide a resource solution for so that they understand as their businesses grow, how they can attack some of the issues that come with the, the growing business, such as hiring practices and all types of different things to understand how to manage their books and workman's comp situations that service and everything that they're going to have to face. I love that. That's awesome. You guys share that kind of information. If somebody's interested, is there an application process or how do they go about uh, looking into that? So we have two elements to the program. First, there's the Echo Means Business or EMB platform that you can tap into through the website, echomeansbusiness.com. And there you can participate in a lot of different blogs and videos and so forth. But then we also have a UAG program or our user advisory group. Scott, back in 2016, when we were creating this, we were challenged to find 10 people that could support this EMB platform with content because they needed to be both a professional landscaper and at least producing the majority of their revenue from landscape applications. And then they also needed to be open to providing this content of helpful information, their experiences and so forth to the platform. So in 2016, as I stated, we were challenged. Today, we receive between 5,000 and 7,000 applications a year for people that want to participate in the UAG element of the MVP. <laughs> so it's, it's been super exciting to see how much uh, interest we've generated across the community that is a give back environment. I, I love that. So in the UAG group, what's involved in that as far as the advisory? Do they talk to you or submit things online or they go somewhere? So it's a it's a formalized program that we manage through ECHO. And, and I think it's very important to say that EMB is not a forum for any brand to promote their product, including our own. ECHO is the sponsor and the manager for the users, but we are brand neutral. And so... We employ those people to provide the content under the UAG program. They use a variety of different products that include a variety of different brands. But they are all part of our community, our family that provides this content. We have a formal structure that provides them 
insight as to how they can grow from a blogging perspective, from a video producing perspective. And in turn, what they do is they provide content via those mediums. So it's important for them to maintain a certain level of content that feeds the EMB platform because without their content, we can't provide the insight. No, I love that. That's that's great. So if anybody listening, you definitely need to go check out this program and sign up if you can, if you can get in there. It sounds like it's a big waiting list of people to get in there. So we do keep it rather exclusive because we want to make sure that we're able to manage the content that's going in. It's not about censoring the content. It's about ensuring that we have the best in class content so that the people that are requiring and tapping into that platform are getting the best information they can. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. So definitely check it out, guys. Even looking through some of the forum stuff, it looks awesome. So what can we look forward to from Echo in the next couple of years? What's kind of coming out? What do we see going forward? Well, we've continued to focus on, you know, as I stated, Scott, backpack or blowers in general have been a big part of Echo's product history and innovation and industry first. We haven't stopped. So when we introduced the TV 770 back in 2010, that was the world's most powerful blower. Since that time, some additional products have come in the market, and that's why we decided that it was time for us to elevate our own game. And in 2019, we introduced the PB8010, and we now upgraded that once again in 2021 with the PB9010, which is, once again, the world's most powerful backpack blower. <laughs> no, that's awesome. And I can't wait to kind of see some of those things down at GIE this year. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, we're excited to get back to GIE as well. That's a great forum for us to not just communicate what it is that we're doing, but to interact with the users outside of the demo area and let them get a feel for what it is that we're doing and what they have to look forward to and have access to in the marketplace but also to get feedback from them. Sure. Also in 2021, we launched the Echo's largest chainsaw, the CS7310, which was super exciting for us. Again, Echo's most powerful chainsaw. And we also followed up the CS2511T, which was a top handle saw with the CS2511T, which is the world's lightest rear handle chainsaw. So we're really trying to bring the Arborist, more solutions and best-in-class products. So we're excited about that. That's awesome. I will say my dad had this, I can't remember what model it was. Like when he started a business in 88, the small little like chainsaw we used for cutting timbers and we used to do retaining walls. We had that chainsaw for, I don't you know, 20 plus years. That thing always ran good. Always started up, no problems. I love that. That was awesome. <laughs> Yeah, that's a great story. And we get so many of those stories, Scott. It's so important for us to provide products that bring the performance, the power, but are also easy to start and, and have the longevity. Yeah, and that's key to you know running a successful business. You always want to have reliable equipment. You don't want to be worrying about something breaking down a lot of times. So that's why you have to look for a manufacturer like yourself that provides this type of equipment out there for you. So I encourage everybody to take a look at Echo and see what they have. If you haven't used their stuff before, it's great stuff. And it just works. It just works. That's what you want. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It powers on and on. Yeah, no, that's what you 
That's what we like to say. Yeah, absolutely. No, I'm, I'm looking forward to definitely getting down to GIE this year. We're going to have a booth down there, so I'll be definitely swinging by and saying hello and uh, right. talking to you guys some more. I love what you guys do. Oh, that's great. And we look forward to you coming by and, and we'll come and search you out. Yeah. All right. Well, Wayne, I appreciate you being on here. Uh, you got a few moments for a few other uh, kind of fun questions? Sure. Absolutely. Bring them on. All right. So what was the funniest place you've ever fallen asleep? Uh, probably on the train one time traveling in Europe where I fell asleep and missed a stop and ended up <laughs> two hours beyond where I wanted to be. <laughs> And woke up, looked around, and said, I think we're going in the opposite direction. The train had actually <laughs> met its destination, and then it was actually working its way back. Holy cow. <laughs> so how long did it take you before you got back to your destination that you wanted? Well, we had to get off that train, buy another ticket to go back in the other direction. So that <laughs> yeah, was interesting. We were a few hours late. Fortunately for us, it was a, a leisure part of the trip, so... I didn't miss any meetings, but I we did we did lose some time. <laughs> Whoops, <laughs> that's awesome. All right, what is your most unusual talent? Oh, that's an interesting one. Um, <laughs> usual talent. I think I try and I I have a, I don't know if it's a talent or a hobby, but um, I tend to be very. Um, Maybe anal is the right word for uh, my yard. So I tend to, as I do most of the landscaping at my house on my own because I just enjoy it. It's therapeutic for me. A lot of people build things. I like to maintain the property. And uh, I can never seem to make it to the point where it's good enough. So I'm constantly out there. <laughs> back over it again and again and again. And my family's like, look, it looks perfect. And I'm like, yeah, but there's, there's a couple of pieces of grass out of, out of place. And so I'm, <laughs> I'm constantly redoing it over and over again. So That's funny. maybe it's just an anal uh, <laughs> ability uh, that I take it. I like it. I like it. All right. And last one, what's your worst roommate or house guest story? I think just in general, Scott, I, I've not really had a lot of roommates. I did have some when I was younger. The house guest story is just the one that doesn't leave. <laughs> you always welcome them, but at some point there's a time where you know it's time to move on and, and go back home. So I think the house guest story is always about the one that doesn't leave. Yep, I got you. <laughs> All right, Wayne. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to be on here today. And like I said, I look forward to uh, chatting with you down at GIE and working for, with you guys a little bit more. I do want to point out that Echo was kind enough to share a box of hats that we're going to be giving out here fairly soon inside the Facebook groups and Instagram and stuff. So I do appreciate you guys sharing that with us and look forward to uh, giving these out. Thank you. Absolutely, Scott. Thanks for having us. And I'll tell everyone, look for us, look for new products at echo-usa.com. We always have more exciting stuff that we're sharing. We just did a new watch party on a user story really about the obsession that we have with the end users. So look for us in Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, and on YouTube. And thanks again, Scott, for having me. Uh, have a great day, Wayne. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Bye-bye. Take care. Hey, everyone. Just want to thank you again for joining us today. If you enjoyed today's podcast, we do ask you for one quick favor. Could you please head over to iTunes and leave us a review? A five-star review is even better, but it helps us get our rankings up and help us spread our message. 